morning, and welcome to week number two of T-Bosh and the Fellas talking life and sports. A show for the typical everyday sports fan created by a few everyday sports fans. I'm your host, Thomas Bosch. After some high praises for our inaugural show, we're back at it again with some new topics. Today we'll be talking big news coming out of the NBA, the value of the MLB All-Star Game, who's the favorite to win it all in this year's World Series, we'll introduce you to our new game, Pick One. Joining me on the show today, we'll have my buddy Johnny Taberzi in studio, and once again, we'll have the money man Joe Bauckham calling in from Atlanta. So sit back, relax, and listen to the madness. Well, looky there, there he is, Mr. Johnny Taberzi. How are you, sir? Welcome back in studio, my friend. Thank you, thank you. What up, Fargo, North Dakota? <laughs> Not so since you gave LA the shout out last week, you're going Fargo this week? Bigger and better, baby. Now, are, you and sure, better. are you sure it's in North Dakota? No, actually, I'm not. So let's go <laughs> North Dakota slash South Dakota. It's like kind of North Carolina, South Carolina. Sometimes it gets a little tricky. Yeah, I get that. You know, I'm not that great with geography. Well, it's good to see you back, man. Uh, so it looks like we had a pretty good response from the show last week. I, I know a few a few people out there gave it a listen, and uh, everybody said they'd like to hear a little bit more. So we're going to try and do this again at least for one more week or as long as people really want to hear it we're going to do this hey i mean there's no sports on except for baseball so what else are people going to do that's right y'all better listen to t-bosh and the fellas talking (laughs) sports that's what i'm saying so i know we went straight into the nba discussion last week concerning free agency contracts but something big has happened in the nba since the last show and for me personally it's absolutely absolutely devastating the city of Charlotte has officially lost its opportunity to host this year's upcoming NBA All-Star Game. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I mean, obviously, being that I am from New York, but now that I live down here in the South, I was looking forward to it also. I thought it would have been a, a good, fun weekend to head up to Charlotte, only being a couple hours away, but uh, that does not look like that is happening. Yeah, um, it, I had a feeling that this was going to happen, and you know, there's a lot of factors that are involved um, me spending about half of my life in Charlotte, and that's actually where I met you in Charlotte a few years back. It's a big blow, as, especially as a Hornets fan. You know, you'd like to see kind of the return to the old days in terms of popularity of NBA basketball in Charlotte in general. Right. But things happen. You know, it's a big loss for the actual city. I think a lot of people are politically divided on this. I think there's a lot of people that probably don't care at all about the actual Um, reason for it being pulled, but they're just upset that it got pulled. Right. But, you know, the city of Charlotte lost this game because of the HB2 bill. Now, first off, some of the effects on the city. Number one, the revenue lost that you would have gained during All-Star Weekend, easily 80 to 100 million dollars out the window. Right. And to go beyond sports as a result of this HB2 bill that's been passed around, We've lost other events in Charlotte. A lot of concerts previously coming into this past week have been pulled because they don't agree with how things are being run in the state of North Carolina, specifically in the city of Charlotte at the moment. Yeah, the NBA is definitely uh, getting the ball rolling in terms of uh, other organizations, whether it be, like you said, music, entertainment. You know, I know that they were talking about even the X Games they were talking about putting in Charlotte. Now they're rethinking that. Yeah, that would have been a huge moneymaker as well. X Games is a big deal. Yeah, CIAA, uh, which has been there for, what, 10 plus years uh, and did recently just sign another contract to go, I think, for another 10 years um, where it originated or originally was in Atlanta. 
Atlanta is now considering pulling out. So yeah, that's, uh, a, that's at least a, that's at least a forty million dollar revenue weekend. You got the NCAA tournaments, mm-hmm. both basketball, and then you have the bowl games that they host at Bank of America Stadium. They could pull that and the ACC championship football game, which is also in Bank of America Stadium. Right, right. So I think that this is the biggest blow so far to the city of Charlotte. But I don't think it's the last one. I really don't. I think that there's probably more to come until this issue is resolved. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, the North Carolina is not the only state, obviously, that has passed this bill. So I'm curious to see uh, what ends up happening with those other states. Now, some of the states that are involved don't necessarily have professional sport teams or you know the ability to have all-star games and so forth. But, you know, you're still talking Georgia, Indiana, uh, West Virginia, yeah, Kentucky. There's, there's a whole bunch of states involved. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's break down what happened. What is the HB2 bill? What started this? How did the ball get rolling? Now, for anybody listening in Charlotte, you know exactly how this went down. It was a LGBT community thing that got picked up by the Charlotte City Council. It was pushed through by Charlotte City Council in order to allow non-gender discrimination when it came to bathroom usage, public bathroom usage. Well, the state of North Carolina, Governor Pat McCrory and all of his little goons over in Raleigh, they didn't agree with this bill whatsoever in their conservative Tea Party nature. Now, basically, in a day, a single day, they passed legislation which prohibited the non-discrimination gender usage of bathrooms, public bathrooms. But in that bill, they also shoved a few other things under the carpet. They put a a stop to an increase in minimum wage throughout the state. They are not affording the LGBT community any civil rights laws that are specific to that community. There's a couple other things in there. But I guess my main question to you is who's to blame in all of this? There's so many people that were involved and who is to blame for Charlotte specifically losing the all-star game? Was it the LGTB community? Was it the Charlotte city council? Was it the NC uh, North Carolina legislators? Was it the NBA? What do you think? Uh, I think it's North Carolina as a whole, the legislators, Um, you know, from my understanding and living in Charlotte, Charlotte is pretty liberal um, and more of a democratic. Yeah, city. as a city, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, back in 2012, when they were passing or trying to pass the legalization of gay marriage, um, I know that it passed uh, with flying colors, no pun intended, for them to agree to allow same sex marriage where but it still didn't pass because of the rest of the state not being as liberal. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I think that everybody kind of has a little bit of a hand in this. Uh, you know, I can't fault the LGTB community for wanting, you know, their specific rights. And no one's going to fault you for that morally. I don't think either one of us would sit here and be against that. I'm not part of that community and I don't know how much of an issue it was, you know, prior to it being brought to the Charlotte city council. But however, you know, it became something that got put on, on the books, you know, here we are and people reacted to it. The um, North Carolina state legislators, they ixed it and it caused a big ruckus. Now the NBA, the NBA set kind of a precedent here. You know, what does this mean for other professional sports leagues and how they conduct business moving forward, at least when it comes to taking a stance on social and political issues. Will other major sports leagues start pulling their big events from cities based on social and political issues? You think? 
I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, we haven't seen it before. We right. haven't. We pretty much we we have not seen this happen in the past. Generally, sports is at the forefront of bringing social change together. If you're talking about white and black athletes playing together, that happened way before you know there was real civil rights involved for African Americans in America. Right. I think it's always been one of the first public arenas to be inclusive when it talks about you know race and gender equality. Mm-hmm. For me, I think, like I said, I don't think that this is the last that we see getting pulled from the city of Charlotte. And I think that other sports leagues will probably have something to say about it here in the upcoming future until something changes. What do you think? I mean, ultimately, the NBA is kind of forcing the hand of these other professional sports uh, in terms of, you know, how could the NFL now turn around or MLB or, you know, the NHL turn around and be okay with having one of these major um, games or entertainment entities being played with this being put forth by the NBA saying, nope, we're not going to stand for it. If the NFL says, oh, well, we don't really care, does it now shine a negative light on the NFL for yeah, not exactly uh, like you're, you are literally forcing other leagues to, to try and take a stance on things where generally they've stood clear of it. It's a sport. It's for profit and revenue and fandom. And for me, I think that the NBA set a huge unmatched precedent. Now, do you personally think they did the right thing? Do you think do you think it was the right thing to do to pull the game from the city after they've already had it planned to be in Charlotte for over a year? Um, for the fans, not necessarily the right thing in terms of having the ability to be able to go to an all-star game. Um, to one-of-a-kind experience. Right. And, you know, if you're not able to afford to travel and go to, you know, a different city to go see it. You had it in your backyard and now unfortunately it's not there anymore. And the way that it works is with it not being there this year, even if they do end up working out all the kinks, they may not get the opportunity to have an all-star game for another 10 years. Well, you know, they're talking about how if things start to turn around in the state of North Carolina, that the city of Charlotte is on the block to get the 2019 all-star game, Okay, which it's a consolation, but now you're you're the city that got the NBA All-Star game pulled out from under them. We're only a few months out from the All-Star game, you right. know, six months out. I think they did the right thing morally, ethically, you know, from a business standpoint. I don't think the NBA had anything to gain um, from pulling it from Charlotte. For me personally, sports leagues should probably distance themselves from social and political issues that are that are hot. I mean, obviously, there's certain movements that, you know, you you have to stand behind. And I'm not saying that that the LGTB community is not one of those movements. I just think that now that you're picking and choosing your battles, like what's next? Like, what do you take a stand on next is my question. Right. I mean, you got to look at it this way, too, is up until what? two years ago, people didn't come out of the closet and, you know, you didn't talk about it. It was something that wasn't necessarily shunned, but, um, you know, before Michael Sam came out and said, Hey, I'm gay. That was the first real kind of, well, you had Jason Collins in the NBA, but he was basically like living off 10 day contracts for like 
five years, right. you know? And Michael Sam, you know what? He ended up getting cut and he's not in the NFL. So who knows if that ended up playing a role, if it had any part of him not getting on a team. Again, it's a very tricky situation. It is something that is new in general and really just kind of been brought to the forefront over the past couple of years. Um, so this is one of the big steps to trying to make sure that everybody is considered quote unquote equal. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go and, yeah. and what it's gonna does be, happen from it, here. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how how things are handled moving forward yeah all right i'm clearly frustrated with this whole thing you know but uh <laughs> let it be said thomas bosch host of t bosch and the fellas talking life and sports not a fan of not having the all-star game in charlotte this year just i was really excited i'm just saying Anyways, we're going to move on we're going to talk some you know we got the olympics coming up in rio Yes. Um, there's been a lot of controversy about the Rio Olympics, <laughs> but what we're going to do today is introduce a brand new game to you. Okay. It's called pick one. All right. You've heard of would you rather, right? Yeah, this is uh, yeah, it's like an elementary school game or an elementary kids school game, you know? Right, right. Uh, what is it? Marry one, have sex with one, kill one, <laughs> yeah, something, like that. Some, something along <laughs> those lines. All right. So we're going to talk a little Olympics. And I'm going to give you two things and you have to pick one. Which okay. one, which situation would you rather be in? Okay. You ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. I'm All ready right. It's going to be. All right. Here. First one. Would you rather swim in the sewage infested waters of Rio or spend seven days in a secluded mountain cabin with your future in-laws? Now you can be honest. It's okay. We know you, that your girlfriend's probably going to hear this at some point, but you can be honest. Well, I mean, um, swimming in the sewage, uh, I feel like I've already done. I did go to Seaside Heights, New Jersey for senior week, and that water is pretty, pretty <laughs> dirty. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess since we're going to be PC, I would love to spend seven days in the woods with my uh, future in-laws. Um, so, you know. You can't see faces through the radio, but I can see it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so you would pick the, the, to spend the seven days with the with the future in-laws. No, no, I didn't say that. I, uh, <laughs> what, I, what I said is, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, I'm 34, so 16 years ago I swam in similar circumstances and I survived and I'm doing okay that I'm going to take my chances with swimming in the sewage. Sewage in Rio. <laughs> yeah, sewage All right. in Rio. All right. All right. That's the big winner there. All right. Next one. Would you rather have to choreograph and lead a synchronized swimming routine on a national stage, <laughs> tight outfit and all, uh-huh. or eat beans every day for a month? Now, for those of you that don't know Johnny Tabersi, he hates beans, does not like them at all, doesn't like the taste, doesn't like what it does to his body. So, what do you think, Johnny? I kind of have a, a secret fetish of uh, synchronized <laughs> dancing. Um, synchronized swimming, bro. Synchronized swimming. swimming. Well, it's it's dancing in the water. Um, yeah, uh, I screw beans, man. I, I eat yeah, everything, no beans, but no beans. <laughs> I, I think you know. I figured you would take the tight outfit over the beans for a month for sure. All right. Oh, well, okay. Well, here's the last one. Put yourself in this situation. All right. You're the star player of the Guatemalan national men's basketball team. Hell yeah. And you've made it to the gold medal game. You've been assigned to guard Kevin Durant. You must be in his pocket defensively the whole game. You're the star player. Gold medal game. Mm-hmm. He puts up 60. Okay. Or give an eight foot gator 
Alligator, that is. Big, mean, mm-hmm. big teeth. Mouth to mouth, because you're just that kind of guy that saves a wounded animal's life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would probably take a page out of Draymond Green's book before playing Durant <laughs> and punch Durant right in the sack, so that way he wouldn't be able to put up 60. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> All right, okay, you know what? Fight dirty. You know what? If you can't compete for real, then fight dirty. Hey, I get that. I get that. Out. That's funny. All right, okay, so you're, so you're going to be the star player of the Guatemalan national men's basketball team. Yeah, I think uh, I would be the albino of the Guatemalan men's national team. Um, You know what? They have like skin discoloration in South America too, bro. Yeah. Just because you're pasty doesn't mean that, you know, you don't fit in. I think don't let anybody tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I know, Rob. (laughs) All right, man. Well, that's about all the time we've got for the day. You know, again, I appreciate you coming in. No, thanks. Hopefully, we get a good response again, and uh, people will tune in some more, and we'll do this again next week. Johnny, I appreciate you coming in studio, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll do it again. We'll do it again soon, my friend. Sounds good. All right, y'all. Coming up next, we've got the money man, Joe Bauckham, once again calling in from Atlanta. We're going to talk a little baseball, the value of the MLB All-Star Game, and who Vegas has picked to win it all in this year's World Series. It's that time again. We got Joey B back in studio, the money man Joe Bauckham calling in from Atlanta. How are you, sir? What's going on? Doing well. What's up, man? So uh, it looks like we're in week two of this thing, and as far as I'm concerned, as long as people want to uh, hear this thing, we're going to keep on doing it. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean. Giving people what they want, right? Yeah, absolutely. Did you have anybody listen to it that you had a good response from at all? Yeah, I definitely uh, had numerous friends listen to it, and I got pretty good responses from everyone. Cool. So I would say overall, completely positive. That's what we're hoping for, right? So today we're going to talk a little baseball, and we're just going to kind of get right into this. So this is typically the slow time of the sports year, and that leaves us with baseball, which me personally, I'm not a huge fan of, but I know a lot of people out there are and you are one of them sir oh uh, yeah you're a braves fan right yep definitely unfortunately fe- this season yeah <laughs> i mean how are you feeling about those braves this year oh uh, it's been a rough year i mean i usually go to at least 20 plus games a season and between them moving out to the burbs selling out on us and struggling like they are this year i've only been to a few i'm actually going tomorrow night are you <laughs> but uh um, yeah this is my thing i don't really understand the braves have been good for like 20 years and all of a sudden they just can't get it together at all well i mean we gave away all our players you know i there's been some positive things happening in the last week we just picked up a pretty big hitter apparently who's sitting down in the minors right now in the farm league gave away two pitchers that we really did not need and we kind of picked up the seat i mean we were sitting on we i think we have three top 100 prospects right now maybe four with that new guy we just picked up and we just traded for matt kemp and picked him up the other day so yeah, yeah. i mean hey matt kemp's a baller yeah, for sure. Um, there's, you know, there's some moves being made. There's a lot of talk about Chris Sale possibly coming over from the White Sox. And I don't know. I, was, I saw something just the other day looking at something on Twitter. My buddy sent me, and it was like a projected possible lineup next year. And we had uh, Brian McCann back at catcher, which I know catcher is a big position we're trying to fill with a permanent, yeah. more consistent person. And then um, had Martin Prado back on the team, which is all my, my favorite player around when he was here. So we'll see. But it's definitely been. It's, it's, it it's seems like it seems like a bit of a rebuild. I, I feel like I, I'm hoping we're doing what the Cubs did, which is just dump everybody and then slowly but surely yeah. make our way back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, um, they're trying to do it before they move to that stadium, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get a get a decent team together. Living here in Charleston, which is actually where this show is recorded from, 
um, where which is where I live. The Braves are the most prominent team. They're the closest Major League Baseball team that we have. So pretty much every game is on the radio. There's a lot of Braves fans around here. So I know the people in, in the Charleston area feel your pain on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, there's teams that are, you know, we've got like as many losses as Probably the Cubs have wins at this right. point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know exactly, but it's got to be close. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So let's move on. So we just did the Major League Baseball All-Star Game last week. Let me ask you, uh, or two weeks ago, I apologize. Yep. Let me ask you, do you love it or hate it? Uh, I mean, it's, I don't mind the All-Star Game. I, I do like the Home Run Derby. It is what it is. All the All-Star Weeks are kind of whatever at this point. It's yeah. Always. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you agree with the fact that a representative from each team gets put on an All-Star team for baseball? I think don't it's you, kind of don't scrub. You, it almost feels like it feels like like uh, how nowadays all the kids are getting trophies even when they just participate. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty weak. It does feel very participation trophy-ish. A hundred percent. That's, I mean... <laughs> You know, even when I was seeing a few of the Braves on it this year, I'm like, that is lazy. None of them deserve to be on the damn All-Star yeah, team. Exactly. I mean, not a single player on our team. I was going to say that, but you said it for me, so that works. <laughs> I mean, I think, really, it should just be the best players in baseball like every other freaking All-Star game is. But, you know, baseball has clearly their own way of doing things. The whole winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage in the World Series. I mean, does that make any sense when A... There's representatives from each team, and then they manage the game the way that they do. They basically try and let everybody play. I mean, does that make any sense to put the World Series on the line for a garbage all-star game like that? Yeah. You know, I think that kind of, A, baseball, I feel like, is super old school and kind of stuck in their ways. Almost like how it's taken forever for them to get replay, um, which they still really don't even have to, for the most part. But um, I you know, personally, I think that they don't really know another way to manage it just because of the AL and NL differences. And, you know, it's almost like one team might always have a team that's considerably better that would always maybe get home field. you got the DH over in the AL. So, I mean, I don't necessarily like it, but I don't know a better way <laughs> yeah. to really go about it. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a tough situation. As much as I think it sucks, the MLB All-Star game is probably the best all-star weekend products like as a as a whole the entire weekend um presented by maybe any of the major four sport leagues you know what i'm saying yeah, i mean I, I, yeah i agree i mean like i said the home run derby uh I, I think that's probably one of the most entertaining ones the slam dunk contest was actually good this past year for yeah. the first time in a while yeah but i mean all the you know the games are just the football one, those guys are just throwing the ball around. The basketball, it's just a bunch of awesome dudes running up in the field dunking it. And, I mean, the court dunking it, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the all-star game, or I'm sorry, the home run derby was actually pretty exciting with Giancarlo Stanton smacking like 60, 61 home runs. But that dude wasn't even on the all-star team. Totally, yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was what a kind of very that, impressive man? performance, though. I mean, that guy hits that ball harder than maybe anyone I've ever watched. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, just watching him hit it was jaw-dropping. He kept trying to hit it off that backboard. It came so close so many times. I don't think he ever ended up hitting it. But they were saying nobody had ever hit the board back there in like middle left. Yeah, and, uh, he crushes that ball. It's insane, man. It's insane. I mean, did he? I mean, he trumped everybody. Like nobody else even came close. Yeah, I mean, they are throwing at him like sixty miles an hour. You could hit that, Joe. <laughs> 
not a home run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the Pro Bowl and for football, that's a freaking joke. Yeah. The NBA All-Star game is basically a glorified pickup game, which basically prohibits anything resembling defense being played. I mean, hockey's cool as like a sport, but, you know, we don't live in Canada, so who cares? <laughs> I, yeah, I, but I mean, heck, two of the uh, Final Four teams this year in the Stanley Cup playoffs were hot weather cities. So yeah. I guess yeah. somebody cares. Yeah. Tampa Bay and San Jose were both in the uh, Final Four teams. But yeah. that's pretty yeah, crazy, I mean, right? It is crazy. You it's would, really crazy. You would think like the Canadians or like the Ottawa Senators would be at the Stanley Cup Finals every single year because that's their sport, man. Yeah, I don't did a Canadian team. I don't even think a Canadian team made it. It passed the first round of the championship playoffs this year. I might be wrong on that. I don't, want, they might, I don't even know if one made it at all. You might be right, sir. You might. We might have to check up on that one. All right, well, we'll get back to baseball real quick. So the Cubs currently have the best record in baseball. Do you think they can break the curse? Yeah, I mean, if they're going to do it, this, although they said that last year too, but I'd say this is probably the year. I mean, Arietta's been dealing. You got Brian Rizzo with the big bat. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him. I got couple buddies down here that are really big Cubs fans from Chicago. Shout out to Anonymous. But, um, I, you know, for their sake, I'd like to see them win it. But I don't know. It seems like that curse is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it has been 71 years since their last World Series appearance. Yeah. 1945, 1945. Yeah. That's like a month before our parents were born. That's, <laughs> defi- that's <laughs> definitely before yeah, my parents were born. Something years. Mine, yeah, mine too. I'm looking at like grandfather birth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, you might know this. I'm going to ask you because you are the money man, Joe Bauckham. Uh, What are the odds for the Cubs to win it all? You know that? Uh, yeah, they're hovering between like three to four to one. I think I, like, I think honestly, I saw like three and a half to one the other day, or it was like seven to two is really what it was. So it puts it a basically three and a half to one, yeah. which I don't know why the hell they don't just say three and a half to one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think they're right around there. So it's almost, you know, if you put, you know, maybe 500 bucks down or something, it's have a decent payout, but yeah, not really worth throwing 50 bucks on. Okay. Well, you just want the baby money back. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. And I, you know, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head either, but who does Vegas have as the top five teams to win it all, you know, in terms of odds? Yeah, it's gotta be, I think it's Cubs, Giants, uh, the nationals. Yeah. Cause the nationals probably, are stacked too. Yeah. I hate it. Cause they're my least favorite team and I hate Bryce Harper, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, they got they got pretty good odds. Uh, I think it's in Cleveland and Baltimore are up there too in the top five. Yeah, I grew up as an Orioles fan. As much as I don't care about baseball, but they've been doing a pretty good job this year. And you know, even if they're not doing a good job as an AL East guy, I'm just glad to see that the Yankees are not doing a good job. Yeah, the Yankees kind of have a mess up there. Right yeah, they now. blow. I, right I, now, I don't mind the Orioles either. But, hey, um, hey yeah. Cal Ripken Jr., baby. No question. Nicest I mean, guy in baseball ever. Yep. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. Who do you think has the best chance of winning it all? Like, if what's I was going to put money feeling? down, yeah, your I probably am. It's an even year, and uh, the Giants have won every even year since 2010. Isn't so. that, is that not, is that not absolutely crazy? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they're stacked. I mean, they've got Cueto over there now pitching. He's been kind of, when he's on, he's on. Bumgarner's just been insane lately. I think he's got, he's like a 1.7 ERA or something right now. And Did you see that they, they brought him in to pinch hit the other night? No, I did not. Yeah, but they, I mean, he can hit home runs. He, dude, he got he doubled. I mean, but that's crazy. Did you're he? bringing in you're bringing in Baumgartner to pinch hit. Like, who does that's that? That's hilarious. <laughs> I did not see that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, they got a score. They're you know they've been there before. It's like the Patriots in the NFL. It's like they've been there. So when they're doing well and they got a chance, you've got to think that they're one of the favorites. I think they are the second favorite team to win it right now behind the so, Cubs. Yeah. At yeah. like six or seven to one, that makes it a little more worth it. it might be worth throwing hard bucks on or something. Yeah, well, that's pretty good logic. I mean, yeah, you're kind of right. It's a good analogy to the Patriots. If they're if they're on and they're near the top of that list, you might as well put some money down on them. Well, speaking of putting money down, do you personally have any season long wagers in place this year? Did you put anything down at the beginning of the season? No, I I put down a bet that I threw in on the same bet for my buddy when I was out in Vegas, and I unfortunately left the bet slip out there like a dumbass. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> and I kept up with it all day. I was so mad. I put in the Auburn bet for my one buddy, and then a Nationals to win the World Series for my other friend. I got it at 12 to 1. He wanted 25, so I took that, and then I threw 25, and I kept up with the ticket all day. And then left it in my room the next morning. No. So <laughs> I didn't re put it in for myself, but my other friend was in Vegas last week and put it back in for him, and it was only eight to one. And that was like <laughs> less than two months after I was out there, so they've dropped or become a lot more of a favor. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I did not throw back down on it. I was like, I already lost my damn ticket. I'm not even doing it again. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> probably just stay away from that one. You already learned your lesson. So I think I'll probably take the Giants, though. I'm probably going to put something on the Giants uh, right. sooner or later. Probably smart money, bro. Yep. Uh, all right. So, you know what we're going to do? Uh, we did this with Johnny a little earlier in the show, and we got a brand new game that we're trying out this week, and we're calling it Pick One. Now, it's kind of similar to would you rather, you know, I give you two options. And <laughs> Back you, in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very, very. It's a very elementary game. I give you two options and you have to decide which situation you would rather be in. All right. So are you ready for this, sir? I'm ready. All right. Would you rather mud wrestle a 10 foot tall grizzly bear or be forbidden to ever ride a motorcycle never again never again in your life now now wait now before you answer this joe is a huge motorcycle guy loves being on two wheels so anybody out there that's listening that doesn't know joe joe i don't know if you could survive without the motorcycle but are you willing to mud wrestle a 10 foot tall grizzly bear in order to ride that bike again I don't know. I think one of them is a more certain death than the other one. <laughs> one might be saving me from death and one might be giving me. <laughs> so uh, on the spot, you got to pick one. Uh, man. I think I'm going to have to go with, I'll go with, uh, have to give up my motorcycle just so I don't die. Yeah. <laughs> but I did just see the other day that a guy, did you, this article happened last week. This dude was out walking his dog in like Montana or somewhere. And, a bear cub came walking up and he said, next thing you know, he turned around and the mama was there and he hand battled the mama bear and fought the bear off. 
with Seriously? his bare fist. And he, yeah, it was like national news. And um, he saved him and his dog. And he was like, get a good old boy. And he's like, thankfully I boxed and da 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 da. But he did. He did <laughs> take out a bear the other day and save him and his dog. And it was all over the news. So dude. maybe I should fight the bear. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. This dude could have been like a straight mountain man. I mean, you're talking about out in Montana, you know? He, totally I, mountain man. He so might, his, his odds are a lot better than mine at surviving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So you're taking, you're taking the never ride the motorcycle again over, to over, give up the bike. over wrestling the grizzly bears. That's probably a good call on your part. Probably a good call. All right. Next one. I like the question though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one, would you rather play Serena Williams on center court at Wimbledon so she can show you how much more of a man she is than you or be prohibited from gambling for one full year? Pick oh, one. You gotta pick one. I would probably, I would, I would probably beat Serena Williams. Oh, give me a break, dude. <laughs> that girl's thighs are as big as my torso, homie. <laughs> there is no way. There is no way she would just dust you. She she serves the ball like 120. That's man speed. <laughs> That's all right. I could take an ass beating for like an hour and a half so that I can continue gambling for the rest of the year. So you're willing to let Serena Williams whoop your ass on a national stage in front of the whole world, center court Wimbledon. Rather than not be able to place a wager, <laughs> I mean, you know yeah. that you would never live down the Serena Williams thing, right? I might beat her though. Okay, all right. Well, you you live in that dreamland, but all right. So you're picking Serena Williams. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Well, here's the last one. Okay. Would you rather get blasted in the side of the head, no helmet, or you know what? We'll we'll make this safe. We'll let you wear a helmet. We'll let you wear a helmet. Would you rather get blasted in the head with a helmet on by a 95 mile an hour fastball from Clayton Kershaw or get a very, very teeny tiny tattoo somewhere on your face of a man's uh, wait, hold on of a man's cash and prizes, his twig and berries, basically <laughs> his penis, which, <laughs> which would you rather do? Would you rather get drove with the fastball by Clayton Kershaw or have some man's cash and prizes tattooed somewhere on your face? I, uh, I hear the silence and I, I hear I it. Think with, I think with helmet on, I'm going to have to roll with the Kershaw hit. All right. So you're going <laughs> to, I'm talking like freckle size cash and prizes, bro. Freckle size is pretty small. I, I, it doesn't have Maybe to be I, big. I just do like teardrop style, like right under my eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going with the fastball. I'm going right. with the fastball. Can't, can't go with the, the face tattoo. <laughs> so as long as you have the helmet I made on. it this long without a single tattoo, so I think the face tattoo would have to not be the first one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm tatless as well, sir. <laughs> well, that's really funny. You know what? Hey, man, a little pain is better than the penis tattoo on your face, you know? I agree. <laughs> That's awesome. I think uh, my wife would agree too. Yeah, I know Allison. She might enjoy watching me get hit in the face with a fastball depending <laughs> what day it is. Yeah, I'm sure Allison would choose the fastball over the face tattoo. <laughs> yep. That's funny. All right, Joey B. Well, it looks like we've officially run out of time today. Once again, man, I thank you for calling into the show. You know, I appreciate you calling in to hash out some of these topics. So we got football coming up and yes, we're pr sir. pretty much next week. We're going deep into football. So you get ready for that. Um, we're going to come up with some topics that we can talk about dealing with the upcoming NFL season. And, you know, as long as we have people still listening out there, we're going to do this again next week, sir. Awesome. Let's do it. Man. Yep, I'm ready for football. I'm already, I'm already getting ready for the next show. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, again, I appreciate it, and I will be talking to you soon, sir. Thanks, buddy. All right, later, brother.
Bye. All right. So it appears that's all the time we have for this week's show. We appreciate all the positive feedback for our inaugural show. Just to let us know that, you know, we're headed in the right direction. And we thank you for once again tuning into T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. If you'd like what you've heard and you'd like us to bang out a specific topic on your mind, or maybe even just comment on the show, email your message to thomasbosh23 at gmail.com. I'd like to once again thank Johnny Taberzi and the money man Joe Bauckham for participating in the ridiculousness that is T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. I'm your host, Thomas Bosch, and we'll see you next week on The Dark Side. <laughs>